0: Before we get started today in this uh, episode of the podcast, uh, I would just uh, like to ask for a favor. You probably found this podcast because somebody shared it with you. And so I would love for you to do the same and just share it with somebody else, another fellow creator, another industry professional in the creator economy, so that we can get these conversations out to as many people as possible. Really glad to have you here. My name is Rob Balasabas. If we have not met yet, uh, I am the host of this podcast. Um, We are now into episode 109 so ninth episode of the second season and uh i just got back from vidcon uh last uh week this past weekend vidcon happened last week In Anaheim Uh, there's actually a few VidCons if you guys aren't aware and so I want to say I went to the one in Anaheim not the one in Brazil in Sao Paulo which is happening in a couple weeks Um, uh, but yeah I had a really good time and so I wanted to kind of debrief and unpack some of the things that uh, I learned there I experienced there and so uh, who better than to hang out with me than my good buddy Andrew Kan uh, who I used to work with at TubeBuddy but now he is uh, actually running a bunch of channels for the Disney brand On YouTube, and so he has uh, just an amazing guy. We got to hang out um, uh, in Anaheim during VidCon. Disney was there as well, and he was also there under his personal brand with his team. Um, And uh, so we just unpacked, uh, you know, sort of a a really candid conversation about VidCon today versus previous VidCons, Uh, some of the things that we learned, some of the updates, some of the cool things that happened that we got to experience in some of the spaces that we were in. And so I really hope that you enjoy this conversation if you have any questions please make sure you uh add it into the comments or send me a dm if you're listening to this on the audio podcast and uh, i would love to for you like i said just appreciate it for you to share this with somebody else in a tweet in a dm on instagram uh you know in a text message whatsapp whatever it may be but let's uh let's get this uh content out to as many people as possible and with that, here is my conversation with my good friend Andrew Ken. Uh, I feel like it was just yesterday that we were hanging out in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> not quite yesterday, but a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, per- perfect guy to have on. Um, yeah, just really wanted to, uh, you know, kind of, you know, reflect on VidCon uh, for all the listeners, for all the people that are sort of in our communities. Um, you know, that weren't able to come and, and join in person. Um, yeah, I would just love to, you know, kind of, you know, chop it up with you a little bit here and kind of hear your take, because um, I know you were there for uh, you were there with Disney, of course, um, but then you're also there uh, hanging out with your own brand for your own brand and making all your connections. So, um, yeah, why don't you just take take me through like overall, let's start high level overall. What do you think of VidCon this year? Because this is not your first time.
1: No, this is actually my eighth VidCon, which is kind of eighth? crazy. <laughs> oh, right,
0: <laughs> kind of crazy thinking about it.
1: But high level this year, I think it was one of the best industry tracks they've had. So if you don't know, VidCon has three different levels. Community, which is just like you getting access access, eh, access to the expo hall. There is the creator level, which is the level between you know just fans and industry. And then there's, of course, the level... That rob and i both did which is industry which is where they reveal things such as new features on youtube which i know we're going to get into for a sec so for me vidcon number eight i thought this was definitely one of the better ones hmm. and maybe that's because going last year you know first year after a pandemic and seeing what they did two years post of it i think they really improved and i thought there was a lot of great discussion
0: yeah, no, that's great. I got the uh, industry industry track uh, pass as well. Um, that's always the one that I've always gotten. I've this is my second VidCon, so I'm not a as a veteran as you are. I didn't realize this. your eighth VidCon man. You you're <laughs> a veteran in this in this industry. Um, yeah, the the last one that I was at, Andrew, was uh, the one I think right before the pandemic. And 29. so I don't have yet. I don't have last years to compare to. Um, only the one from like three or four years ago um but yeah i i thought it was i thought it was a little bit smaller than the than that one than the 2018 or 2019 one um you know the 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 community track was not as busy i remember in 2019 i think they had nike nike had a big thing there (laughs) wwe uh nerf these were the brands that had massive i think Fortnite, um had a big um activation on the main floor um you know, this year was like Squish, was it Squishmallows? Squishmallows.
1: So they were there last year too. It's interesting because you have the perspective from four years ago. So I could definitely see how compared to that, it wasn't as good. And I think it's important that we mentioned at the top that a lot of companies are, you know, trying to save costs. You know, we're in a weird economy at the time of this recording, but I do think compared to 2022, it was much improved. And I think that, you know, as they continue to get back into the swing of things, I hope we do see those those bigger brands like the Nikes, the Kias, etc.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I think those those days are coming. I I, I hear your uh, special friend in the background. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, think, I, I mean, I think it's just going to continue to grow. It was definitely a, a good experience. Um, did you spend most of your time in the creator track or in the industry?
1: Uh, this year, I found myself more in industry. You know, I, I haven't been in industry since 2018. Mm. And that was due to, in 2018, industry wasn't as, you know, impactful. At least there wasn't mm. as many people as there were this year. Yeah. or So
0: for us... It was really good to see it back to what it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, did you attend a lot of the sessions or were you doing a lot of networking?
1: I was there mostly for sessions just mm-hmm. because things like the industry keynote, they revealed, you know, A-B testing is coming to YouTube. They revealed yeah. AI audio dubbing. So the best way I could describe this one is it's like, you know, Comic-Con and Summit have an interesting in-between, even though this event is older than VidSummit. If you're unaware, that's kind of how I describe it. Mm -hmm. And I think that the industry level, whether you're doing the networking, you're going for the talks, or you're going to see the new features that the title sponsor YouTube Mm -hmm. reveals, I think it's really a good event for if you're interested in where the space is going. And I'm curious what you think uh, and what you did as well.
0: Yeah, I spend a lot of my time in the hallways. So I um, you know, Vids, uh, Vid VidCon has um one of the things I like about them is they have a really good app. Um if you want to network, um, I mean if you want to attend events as well, uh or oh, sorry, sessions. Um, it's a really good app. It's organized, it syncs up with your Google Calendar or your calendar. And so uh really easy to filter people that want to connect for brand deals or partnerships or you know, connections and collaborations. And so, you know, my calendar, I I filled up my calendar with a lot of, like, meetings with industry people. That's just, you know, networking for partnerships and um, sponsorships and that sort of thing. And um, I did manage to get into a couple of the sessions. Um, You know, I I saw, you know, in person as they announced the uh, thumbnail uh, feature that YouTube is rolling out, um, you know, in the YouTube studio. And I think that's a massive game changer. You know, we come from. Uh, we come from a company that does that is one of the main um main features right and so interesting things like that also the a i dubbing like you mentioned you know there 's companies like paper cup out there um you know that i mean that 's what all they do so it'll be interesting how those things pan out but yeah i got a bit of um you know i would say like ten to twenty percent of you know learning sessions and then the rest was purely networking which um Very happy with, very happy with that.
1: No, for sure. And I think that what we both just described is two different ways to do VidCon. And there is no one right way. I Mm -hmm. think that for a lot of people, whether they're trying to decide, should I just see the expo hall, creator level or industry? Mm -hmm. I'd say that if you're a creator looking to meet other creators, creator level is perfect. If you are looking to see what is going down the pipeline, like what new tools are out there, things like that, Industry this le- year was definitely that they had two different innovation showcases that showed off AI tools like Opus Clip. They mm-hmm. showed off some other industry players that were there. And I think that, you know, no matter what you were there for, you should definitely set and plan. Because to Rob's point, if you use the VidCon app, you can meet so many different industry people on that level. On the creator level, they have different mentorship sessions where you can meet people from the industry or just successful creators and they can kind of give you some of their insights so no matter what you do there's something for you you just have to look ahead and plan I'd say that's my big takeaway after doing this for eight years
0: yeah 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 exactly yeah it's uh it's great um was there a session that kind of stood out I you I know you mentioned the the one with um uh, YouTube and Colin and Samir, you know, announcing some some product updates. But any other sessions that was like, hey, that was surprising. I learned something really cool there. Uh, Todd Bopri and Renee Ritchie, which
1: if oh, yeah. you don't know, Renee Ritchie's the creator liaison, and Todd mm-hmm. Bopri works on the search and discovery side of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Geelan had a really great just panel and discussion. He, it wasn't really a panel, it was more of a presentation, I should say, mm. where he talked about how intros on YouTube are kind of dead and you just need to start and get into the video. He Mm -hmm. described like the old way, which is, hi guys, it's Rob Balasabas. Thank you so much for coming to this video. By (laughs) the way, I got a new pair of shoes. Did you know that my favorite, and it's like just start because a good point he brings up is, you know, a lot of streaming services nowadays have the skip intro button. So why would you ever take so long to get into a video? Especially when we have YouTube Shorts, we have TikTok, Instagram Reels, where people are just so accustomed now to yeah. skipping if they're not getting what they want.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I missed that session. Uh, yeah, you did tell me about that one at dinner. Um, I like that w- one of the sessions. It wasn't really a session; it was like a meetup. Um, so um, Ezra, who is, I believe, the, the the president, no, the CEO founder at Night Media. Um, he had a meetup, a meetup, um, a meetup uh, which is one of the sessions around creators.org, which is interesting. I, I didn't realize, I didn't actually know too much about this. I was kind of late to the show, late to the party, but apparently they've had some um, virtual meetings already with diff- like just sort of open invite to creators. Um, but it kind of felt like, not like a unionizing of the creator <laughs> economy, but that's kind of what it felt like. It was like, hey, how do we kind of, you know, bring you know everybody together and you know make this a real industry because it's up until now there's no like you know hollywood has like sort of the the writers guild and stuff like that um creators to the for the most part there's no real like association or governing body other than like you know obviously you know taxes and the government and stuff but there's no like association there's no creator association formally so it just kind of felt like that's kind of what they're... I don't know. That's. Uh, uh, do you know anything about that? I actually didn't get to ask I you.
1: Can't say I do. Um. It does remind me of when Hank and John Green started to try... I think it was like the Internet Creators Guild where they wanted something similar. But I'm glad mm-hmm. that someone's trying it again. Because I think that that is something just... Even if there was a set of standards universally for content creators on one platform, such as YouTube... Or you know Instagram, I think that'd be very helpful, and I'm glad
0: that they're working towards that. I think it's needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, the, it's Ezra Cooperstein. It's um, the president of Night Media. Yeah, he was he was the one that, that was holding this. Yeah, I'm, it's interesting. I'm, I'm 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 intrigued by it. Um, how they're gonna pull that off, and you know how it's kind of yeah. So that was that was that was probably the most interesting one. Um, trying to think what other sessions I went to. Um, but yeah, that's probably the one that really stuck out at me. Um, got to meet a lot of really awesome people. Did you meet anybody that you, you know, uh, like follow or watch or, you know, do you, do you still get starstruck at this point? <laughs> um,
1: I don't know. After my time at TubeBuddy and being in, you know, YouTube networks, I haven't been starstruck in a while. I've just been like, oh, cool. So I think, you know, it does eventually, you know, you realize we're all just people I would say the most interesting people like I got to meet were a lot of the sponsors this year. They had a lot of good representatives and they had a lot of good people that were on the industry level. So meeting people like at the StreamYard booth that had a presence on the expo hall or, you know, just getting to chat with some people you meet in the industry level, like there were some people who were there this year, who I knew from, you know, Adobe Max, which we both went to, Mm. which I had no idea they were going to be here. So just kind of re-seeing a lot of the same people, you know, there were a lot of, I didn't meet anyone necessarily new, except Mm. people on teams who I was already familiar with. And sometimes making those kind of connections are just as valuable. And I think, you know, if you're using a brand and getting face-to-face time with the people who actually, create or manage it it does a lot of good not only for the brand but for yourself and you can really make a lot of good brand deals and i know that that's part of what you i saw you doing like rob's playing modest but i was going around the industry hall and every now and then i'd be see rob in a meeting with 10 new people i'm like gosh rob's (laughs) popular
0: (laughs) (laughs) i uh I found I heard, um uh you know, a uh, mutual mutual connection of ours, Rob Gable um was like, hey, thanks for watching this video. We're not done yet. I've got a couple more things I want to share with you. But before we get there, I want to invite you to download this guide that I created called Master the Art of Launching a profitable membership website in six simple steps. It's totally free. It will give you the step-by-step guide on how to launch a membership simple as that and so all you need to do is go down into the description or the show notes of this video and download the guide it's super easy and so hopefully you grab that if you have any questions message me or leave a comment and let's get back to the video Never be alone. He says, "Never be alone when you're at industry events. You know, just always have like walk with somebody, go to a session with somebody. It doubles your it doubles your networking capabilities. You know, they might see somebody and they'll introduce you, and vice versa. You know, anyway. So, I try to. There's a there's a this is a total off topic, but there's a book out there, Andrew. I don't know if you've ever read this, but it says uh, it's like something like um, never have lunch alone or never eat alone or something. It's just like always like hey, you gotta eat anyway, invite somebody. So yeah, I I don't know. I try to make myself. Always kind of like see who's out there and, and doing their thing. Um, yeah, just so many good meetings, man. Like, probably in the span of two days, it's like you know, you have like almost like half a year's worth of like solid meetings with people that you know just usually are on Zoom calls or something, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, but to your point, man, yes, uh, it was good to see like StreamYard, some of the brands out there. Um got to meet uh got to hang out with Joanne, who you know we both uh just love working with. And um did you see uh did you see by any chance France? France Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, awesome. a lot of fun. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> when we we did the uh there is on the last day they do a creator reception. So this is mm-hmm. when a lot of the people from industry and a lot of people from cool. creator come together to meet because the community level, as I mentioned, tends to be more expo hall, tends yep. to be more little kids. But I find creator level, it's a little higher price tag. So you have creators who are either established or aspiring to be more. So, you know, it's kind of the day when industry and creator can come together. So I got to hang out with Franz up on the rooftop of the expo center. And it was really, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, that's like one of those moments. And then, you know. That day, it's funny because Rob and I picked up IHOP. He talked about not eating alone. <laughs> so you never know what you're gonna do at these kind of events, but it's always what you make it. And I think yeah. that you and I both did a good job of making it worth it for ourselves this year. But I do know that there have been some people out there who've had a little bit more of a negative reception. You know, it's their first big event after, you know, quite a while. And I know this year the crowds are much bigger than in 2022 but not as big as 2019 so Mm. some people who were just coming to this forgot like Mm. oh wow there are a lot of people that come to this thing
0: yeah yeah it's a lot yeah i mean yeah i was actually gonna ask you you know what you think could be improved i mean i'll probably go first and just share like i have i have been reading i I, I wasn't really too upset by it i kind of i kind of expected it going in but i think a lot of people when they got there they were surprised that there's this sort of whole other VidCon happening a couple miles away at this, you know, uh, at the Hyatt. Um, (laughs) And I don't know what it's called. They they refer to like the creator hotel or whatever. But um, yeah, it's like very much like invite only. um, And there's almost its own thing there. There's like activations, there's lounges by different platforms and brands and stuff. And I think a lot of people were kind of upset that they didn't even know that that was happening. And the dynamic, sometimes a lot of the creators, the more established creators, they tend to just stay there and not come to the VidCon in the convention center. Um, you know, I think I was reading something on LinkedIn. There was a there was a brand, um, a team from the UK, and they spent about 30 grand to fly their entire team over only to realize that um, there was this whole other industry thing happening that they just didn't have access to. And, and so I can see how that's upsetting, um, you know, if you if you learn about it last minute um yeah so i don't know i don't know hopefully that's something that you know vidcon addresses in feature future events but i think that's something that's been happening for a while right it's not this is not the first year that they've done something like that
1: it's not the first year they've done something like that but usually the brands over there have some sort of presence in the other you know mm-hmm. expo center so the anaheim convention center they usually have you know, a booth there and then they have it at like the exclusive speaker creator house this year. However, a lot of brands didn't. And it felt instead of still getting to experience those brands, if you didn't like when we were, I I asked specifically, how do you go? Because I saw a couple of people with the bands and -hmm. they were like, oh, I had to hunt some guy on the side of the street who was giving out the bands, but you (laughs) had to know someone to tell him to be there. And then he'd either get a shuttle or a van. And I'm like, as great as trusting a complete stranger who gave me a pink band and puts me in a van to another event sounds. Uh, (laughs) I was just just get in, get in the van. I swear, we're going somewhere. (laughs) I was like, what? And and like, I at first I was like, come on, you're pulling my leg. But you hear that story about three or four different times from people you trust,
0: and you end up going, why did they do it like that? You know. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is yeah, that's one of the things. I mean, I don't know. I I get the exclusivity thing. I think that that tends to probably resonate with higher higher level creators, more established creators, more of the you know, creators that maybe feel like they're celebrity status, you know, they don't want to be amongst the the regular folk. Um but still, yeah, it does take away from the experience as well, I think, you know. Um yeah, like I think you know you. I, I I'm only I'm only um saying this based on the stories that I've saw, seen on Instagram. But I think there's like Instagram and uh, YouTube. You know they had they had activations um over there and and those were not happening um at the convention center. So you know hopefully down the road or next year, or future years, hopefully that's something they fix. I'm not too worried about it in, you know, from from my vantage vantage point. um, I still feel like we had a successful event and kind of came out, you know, productive. And um, yeah, sort of with like, our success metrics were all met, um, in my opinion. But you know, if you were to say any improvements, I think that'd probably be it. Um, Any other any other uh, thoughts on like, things that you wish were different or could have been better. Um, I wish they showcased more
1: of the mentorship cent, like mm -hmm. mentorship centric things because they were looking pretty last minute for speakers and people to talk to creators on, you know, how to be successful. And I feel like they didn't do a really good job of even saying, hey, this is something you could sign up for because some of the talks or some of the mentorship sessions they had like you would be an amazing fit for, or I would be, but they were ended up like asking creators at the door for some of those sessions, and it just felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't planned that well. And again, I give it a lot of grace being the second year. It may be the second year back at VidCon, but this is the first year since the pandemic YouTube was the title sponsor again because mm-hmm. last year yeah. it was TikTok. So, again, I have a lot of grace there, but it's one of those things where I'm sure you would have loved to meet lots of different creators from all sizes on, like, maximizing memberships. And, you know, that was one of the things that they were having a thing for when we went to the room at multiple different times, me and my friends and my co-founder. Aaron was there, who's my videographer, Become a Prime, and Ike, who is my co-founder. We all went in. Yeah. It was dead. (laughs) It was dead. Yeah. And it's like, no one knew it was happening. And it's one of those things where if there's supposed to be a network session and and it's supposed to be an established time and no one shows, it just kind of feels like a mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. I, I feel like the mentorship part. Yeah. I didn't even realize, I didn't even know where that was. <laughs> I, didn't know where to, I didn't even know where to find that. Am I, honest? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was just heads down, but I didn't, I honestly did not even see it. Did you see a lot of, um, like, uh, creator, uh, meetups or anything like, um, there were, but I think the issue I had with the creator, meet,
1: like there usually are a lot more, Mm-hmm. This year, the creator meetups were happening not at the main event, but they were happening outside of it. Mm. And it kept, and, you know, to your point earlier, just kept feeling like a lot of the cool things I want to see at the event
0: keep happening elsewhere. <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. I, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, some guy was like, hey, you know, if uh, on LinkedIn it was like, hey, you know, if it was a smaller venue, it might have felt a little bit, you know, maybe it would have felt a little bit more, you know. Uh, a little bit more intimate, a little bit more because there's a lot of open space there, a lot of people, a lot of space for mm-hmm. for what it was. but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, overall, overall, would you go again? Plan to go next year? The plan is
1: to go next year, and I think if I could just say what this event does is when YouTube hosts and sponsors it, you end up finding things. That you've been wanting to know for a while you get to speak directly with you know youtube people yeah i got to speak in the hallways with a few youtube developers and like mm-hmm. where else am i going to be able to do that where else am i going to give direct feedback to the people that can make a difference on platforms so definitely for what i want to do which is make youtube accessible and affordable mm-hmm. knowing directly from those people what's down the way and what's in the pipeline and when is invaluable and If you buy your tickets earlier, there are early bird pricing, but if you buy them the day of, it's going to be like $1,000 for industry. So that would be what I'd say. I'm going to be going again, but the second they drop those early bird tickets, which are usually like a couple weeks after the event, it's definitely worth buying then. So you're not, you know, it's 545 based on this year for early bird Hmm. and that 450 you end up saving makes a huge difference
0: yeah yeah it definitely does definitely does and um and you guys logistically you guys stuck you guys stayed in anaheim right like not Mm -hmm. right by the okay like a little like a few minutes away
1: yeah we we there are some pretty good close hotels you don't have to stay at the hilton you don't have to stay at the marriott which are like right near it right there yeah. because sometimes they end up being so crowded like i heard a couple of people staying at the hilton that they ended up taking the stairs every day because just waiting (laughs) for the elevator wasn't worth it and like what's the point
0: (laughs) you know yeah yeah what is the point yeah um yeah no that's good yeah i would i would go again i definitely would definitely go again i'm actually considering um going to the one on the east coast in baltimore um yeah you know it's closer to our our head office or our you know our head office quote unquote for you screen <laughs> is out in the in dc so it might be a sort of a two for one bit of a team retreat maybe or you know and then and then hey let's all go to vidcon out here and see who's around um so yeah but definitely for anaheim next year i definitely like to go it's good good tip to uh to buy the early bird tickets as soon as they open up again um pretty soon um yeah i would say so yeah i would definitely go again like you said it's like for if you're going there for networking, I think nothing beats it, especially like you said, to have access to the YouTube team or people from YouTube or people from Instagram or people from TikTok and meta and, you know, all the platforms like if you're using, um, you know, software, most software, there's some type of representative, you know, in the creator economy software, like you know there's there's somebody there you know that's usually that's going to be you know from editing tools to um you know closed caption stuff like all like they're there right um and so great place for creators great place place for for brands in my opinion um yeah so you know we we kind of we both kind of have our feet in both worlds <laughs> with the <laughs> brand and the creator side. So yeah. Um great place to just like even just, you know, connect on with people that you're already working with, right? Like with StreamYard yeah. and stuff like that. And I got to hang out with France and, you know, grab dinner and, you know, do that kind of stuff. And, you know, it just it just really solidifies a lot of those relationships that are virtual. And then, you know, um yeah, it just makes it, you know, sort of more um just a deeper relationship with those with those brands and those partners so yeah no it's been good um well andrew thank you so much for hanging out with me um you mentioned that you have uh with ike tell tell us uh tell the folks out there invite them to your community because i know your your guys's community is just growing really well and you guys serve your your community members so well so tell us a little bit about that Sure. It's called the Can Do Creator Community. So it's can
1: with a K. It's We shorten it to KDCC. It's all about helping, no matter what size you are on YouTube, understanding what's changing, what's growing, what's working, and just actually giving feedback and advice for those who need it. So it's based off of my YouTube channel, which, like I said, content creation made easy. So it is the KDCC. It is free for anyone to join. At the time of this, 783 members strong and just really a good place if you're looking for actual help on YouTube, feedback, advice. So definitely would love if you check it out. Thank you, Rob, for recommending it, and Rob's also in it too.
0: Yeah, I'm in there for sure. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there's 140 members online at the moment, like right now. <laughs> so it's an active, very engaged uh, community, and you're in there. Ike, our, our dear friend Ike, is in there as well. Um, and, and so what are some of the things that you guys help creators there? what are some of the things like, you know, growing their audience thumbnails, all of that stuff, all the YouTube questions are answered there. Right. Sure.
1: And we have an active feedback session and mm. section, which is very important because a lot of times you'll go to a place you want feedback, but it's a dead area. But for us, in order to even get feedback, you have to give genuine feedback. Mm. And because we have our mod team there really checking to make sure people are getting and giving, it's vetted before you even get it. So Mm. it is one of those things that if you give, you're going to get in return, and it's
0: something we're really proud of. I love it. I love it. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for everything that you do out here. Uh, Just understatement, you serve the community so well and you show up for everybody and uh, you've helped so many people just grow, including myself uh, out here on YouTube. And um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate you uh, hanging out, taking some time during uh, VidCon to hang out. Uh, I know you were there with Disney. Very modest. We don't even talk about that. But Andrew, (laughs) you, you manage like, I don't know. 800 channels on the Disney <laughs> on the Disney brand. Um, I don't know how you it's do it. It's but... not that many, but I appreciate
1: it. And it, if I could say anything, and Rob, you would know this firsthand, it's all really about your team. So shout out to my team there. Thank them for letting me be a part of it. And Rob, you know, you manage people. You've managed people. A lot of times there's a face of things. I'm definitely not the face there, but I've been the face in the past. Yes. But what really makes the difference is a strong team behind you. And I think oh, we yeah. both I found teams that we're comfortable in. We love what they do, and we
0: just do our best to do right by them. I love it, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a it's a great place to be. Um, and yeah, great to just be in your in your circle, man. So, thanks for hanging out with me here. Uh, I'm sure this cool. is not uh, this is not the first time you've been on this channel or this podcast. It won't be <laughs> the last, and so we'll see you again very soon, Andrew. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you for having me.